Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we have Kirk Lowe back on, which I'm super excited about because we've got all sorts of really cool things that are coming out here in the very, very near future. But Kirk found this article on LinkedIn and it really sparked not just a fire, but but a really interesting sort of conversation uh, between him and I and also him within his own fascinating brain. And it's called There's Always Someone Cheaper. And uh, we fight this all the time. And, and we know you as financial services professionals fight this all the time. The commoditization of who we are and what we do is always something that we fight again. And Kirk has some amazing advice on what to do to not only decommoditize, but also to separate yourself and prove your true worth. So, Kirk, welcome to the show, man. Good to be back. It's been too long, it, it, but I'm excited to articulate some really important stuff that advisors need to be thinking about. Well, let's let's uh, let's start with the story itself. Why, why don't you uh, give us the background? Yeah. So first, there's the picture that tells a thousand words in this case, which and so I'm going to try to articulate that. And it's it's a picture of of uh, a guy uh, who you would who you would stereotypically expect to be getting a tattoo, who's got a holding in front of him, he's on a chair about to get a tattoo artist to, to do who they actually started the tattoo, but he's holding a picture of what he wants, which is always called a sophisticated Griffin, something like that. And uh, what's actually happening. And you can presume that he hired somebody who was cheaper because the person giving the tattoo does not look like a stereotypical tattoo artist. And she is drawing something not even close to what he is holding up as a picture. So this is a meme that's been out there for years. And the first thing the author of this uh, article, Jason Grek, hopefully I'm pronouncing his uh, name properly, J-A, well, Jason, everybody gets that. Grek is uh, G-R-E-C-H if you want to look him up. We'll put the link to this, uh, his post in our show notes. But uh, Jason is, you know, gave credit to whoever and he couldn't find out whoever created this meme, but it's an incredible meme talking about, you know, it's in, and you, you can always get something cheaper. And advisors have long been screaming this story and have had a lot of uh, personal tribulation thinking about this idea that why am I not getting hired more? I'm better than cheap and don't people get this? It's been a, a age long strong struggle for advisors. And we're going to try to break this down today. And uh, just so you guys know, uh, just for fun, this article that went out on social media that Jason put on uh, LinkedIn has 147,115,000 000, likes. I'll say that again, 147,115 likes, 5,579 comments. I have not read through them all. And 18,815 shares. Now, this is an extreme example of social media virality. And I can only imagine, as I imagine our listeners can imagine, that this helped him with his awareness, his audience reach, and all those kinds of things. Uh, fantastic job. And I got to tell you, the title and the picture 
were probably the main selling features. It's a great article too. We're going to break down the article because I think it's so pertinent to advisors to be better at this and to give some perspective on what do we do? What do I do about, what do we do about this? I can get it cheaper somewhere. And we've got robos, you know, as that's a big problem right now uh, for a lot of advisors. They're scared. They don't know what's, you know, the uncertainty of it. There's all kinds of things. But if we, if we're going to jump into how important it is to understand the, the concept of um, there's always somebody who can do something cheaper and how to fight against it. All right. Dive in, brother. Let's just, uh, you're on a roll. Let's keep going. So the six points are, the first one is that industry experience of the organization in relation to the expected outcome. So, it, you know, is your company, this This is a, the point here is that the the vendor and the provider need to be in sync, right? And the 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 provider, sorry, the vendor should be, oh, vendor and provider, oh my gosh, the consumer and the vendor, the consumer should be looking for these things. But I'm going to address that in a second. So, you know, does the company, can the, does the company have enough experience to be able to handle what the, what the customer needs? The second one is, has the company shared visual representation of previous work to be able to, you know, is it commensurate with the cost that they're, they're charging? So this is, you know, this is the vendor should be able to provide these things and the consumer should be able to understand them and ask for them. Number three is, does the company or the vendor have the proper affiliations that that should be highly recognized and understood by uh, the consumer? Uh, the fourth one is, have they documented their efficiencies, the scope, the process for what they're going to charge? So, you know, can they, have they clearly articulated and documented, here's what we're going to do for you and here's what you can expect to pay, what you can expect to get and what you can expect to pay. Um, the fifth one is, does the vendor actually have proof that they've provided, they've successfully had these outcomes for similar clients over the course of their career or business. And that's that's a valid thing for a consumer to want and for a company to be able to provide. Uh, and the sixth point here is that, is is the vendor been able to clearly articulate or differentiate uh, what they do, what elevates them be above the standard? So I know those are, well, that's a lot to take in those six points, but here's the point that I want to make. I think this is the probably the most critical point of the podcast today is that I know that a lot of advisors, or I know a lot of advisors who blame investors for not understanding what they do, how comprehensive their service is, and they get stuck in their business wondering why they don't have more clients. I find that all the time. I don't know what your experience is, but uh, I presume it's close to mine. Yep. And I'm not trying to beat up on advisors, but I work with a lot of advisors, and some of them are appear to be, based on stuff that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, much better, more comprehensive, yet people who aren't even close to as comprehensive claim that they are comprehensive. So everything's perspective. And in my mind... In my experience, there's no good that comes from expecting a consumer to understand who you are. You have to own it and be prepared. And when you own it, that mindset shift can have a huge impact on how you move yourself and your business forward. And then and, and then what you're going to do about it so that you can better communicate uh, and connect with those people. So mindset is Absolutely everything. If investors don't know what you do, 
what's better for them, what they need and why they need it. It's on you. So how do we help them with that, Kirk? I mean, let's let's dive into that a little bit more deeply. Let's let's take them under the hood of, you know, what we do here at Top Advisor Marketing. What what is a thing that they can do today to make it so they can start differentiating themselves correctly? Yeah. So the first thing and we're going to go I'm going to go back through Jason's six points and I'm going to put some perspective on them so that perfect advisors understand how what they need to do exactly what they need to go. So the first one is, does your firm have the experience necessary to deliver the outcomes your clients need based on their situation? So one thing I see all the time is advisors trying to help people that they're not finely tuned and prepared to serve to the best of their abilities or what they're, what they actually need. So the idea is market to people. You can actually help. Everybody wants to work with people with five, between five and $10 million. I see it all the time, but can you actually help people the most? Are you the best advisor for people with those challenges? So you need to be able to, if you can help people based on what you're, who you're best at helping, that's where you're going to have the best business. And if you need, and if, the, if you can't make enough money helping those people, you need to figure out how to get better at what you do. If that's, you know, how to swim upstream, if you will, or move upstream, you need to figure that out. The second one is, can you prove your value visually? Visual expertise really is marketing these are these days. And so what are you doing to prove your value? Do you have papers, posts, and articles you know, publish articles? Uh, do you have, do you do a podcast or do you have a, do you have videos? Do you have speaking engagements, teaching engagements? Do you provide case studies? Like how do you prove that you know what you know, that you can achieve outcomes, that you understand an audience, that you can meet their, help them overcome their challenges with your solutions? Can you, and is it visual? And if it's visual, is it visual to your audience? Like, are you sharing it where they're at? Or is it sitting in a library in your, you know, on your website that nobody clicks on? And if you think buying a library of 1,200 articles from a website provider means that you're proving your value visually, you're crazy. Because everybody knows that you did not write those 1,200 articles. They won't have, you know, they won't have the uh, a personality to them, all those things. So you need to be able to figure that out. The third one is do you have the proper affiliations and credentials? These days, really, CFP is is one of the standards, right? But do you have other specialized credentials that would help with the audience that you want to work with? It never hurts to go get those. Are they going to be the be-all, end-all for you? Absolutely not. Do they help? Yes. Every little part, bit helps. So, you know, for instance, if you want to work with uh, divorced or widowed women, having a certified, uh, cert- being a, coming a certified divorce financial analyst might help. By the way, you don't just have to, you know, men get divorced and, and, and widowed as well. Not widowed, what it's called for men. <laughs> Being a widow. Anyway. Well, they are widowed, but yes. Whereas, yeah. So those, you know, that credential clearly would support an advisor who's trying to help those people. So in those cases, go get the proper affiliations. Number four is, do you have a documented process? You should have a process and it should reflect your brand and your differences and how you do things and how your audience needs things done. So in other words, if you go to the CFA Institute and you grab their six step process that everybody, you know, at some point in time uh, said, this is my process, try to make yours different. I mean, you know, it's a consultative process, so there are going to be similarities. 
but add your flair, add your areas of specialization, package it according to your brand. That's really important. So we do it better and here's how, right? If you can't prove that you have a process, you're not going to be able to accomplish what we're talking about accomplishing here, right? Which is helping them understand what they're going to get. The fifth point is, can you prove you've delivered outcomes previously? This is a really tough one because in this profession, financial advising profession, you cannot get testimonials and you cannot track performance it's, um, and, and spout that. It's, it's, you're not allowed to. But there are other ways, and they are really good ways, to do so. And the first one is you can just be professionalism, professional in everything you do. That If you're professional, that usually you know, uh, sends the message that you know what you're doing. Uh, the second one is you can have private events or create opportunities where new people, so if you bring prospects to a client event, can see that other people trust you and that they are indeed successful and that you would assume that successful people are capable of making good decisions. And if they've made a good decision to work with you, you, know, you can figure out the rest. So private events and when you invite prospects, you know, those kinds of things are a good idea or client appreciation events, whatever you call them. Influencer status is a huge one. It may be the most important one and one that is uh, overlooked by most financial advisors that we come across. And it's what our company is built around doing is improving your influencer status. But do you, are you putting yourself out there in the right places in the right way to prove that you are an expert in a certain area for a certain niche? Uh, and do you communicate it in a way that they're going to feel good about? Are you professional? You know, uh, are you writing? Are you speaking? Are you talking? Are you teaching? Are you giving examples of how to help people? Are you helpful? If you can prove that your influencer status goes way up if you're doing all the right things. Uh, the fourth way to prove that you can deliver outcomes that you've done it previously is advocacy. Are, are people talking about you? Are your clients talking about you? Are your peers talking about you? Are your centers of influence talking about you? And when they are, and the, then people will presume that you've had successful outcomes for other people. Otherwise, why would they be talking about you? And the, the best way to get those people advocating for you is to have a great message, to have a clear uh, audience, to provide all kinds of content and proof, visual expertise. Those are the things that get those people advocating for you. So you can see that these, the elements that we're talking about here, as far as how to fix you know, this idea that there's always somebody cheaper to do what you're doing and, and understanding how you're going to connect with your audience and deliver value and have them understand what the value you bring is. It all revolves around these things that when they are put together, they create this, this compound growth in your marketing. Right. Yeah. Hey, I just want, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but, but with the advocacy aspect, especially from peers, clients, or centers of influence, one of the most powerful ways that you can gain that advocacy is to have them as a guest on your show, especially if they have a good time, they're able to get their message out. They're going to share your podcast with everybody that they know. Uh, we just had a client of ours up in, uh, in Minnesota and Wisconsin. He's actually right on the border and he had a, a, a barbecue business business owner on on his show, on his podcast. It was an amazing show. Um, they didn't actually talk about barbecue. They talked about being a small business owner. And that small business owner shared it with absolutely everybody. I guarantee you that Bob's Meats, which is what I think it was actually called, is going to be talking about that and advocating for our client all the time because he had a great time on the show. He was made to look really, really smart and a very successful business person. 
And he also already shared that with his entire network. Right. And we had another instance re- recently with a, an advisor in New York that we're working with. We work with a lot there, but one of them who had a local sports celebrity broadcaster, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Anyway, and they he invited them on to just talk about stories um, and things that had that had some pertinent uh, financial implications. And that went viral and you got a, a lot of um, publicity for the advisor. And he just opened up you know, his world uh, significantly by, you know, having something like that happen. And that was because he had somebody who advocated for him by saying, yes, I'll be a guest on your podcast, right? That's Mm -hmm. a form of advocacy. So that was number five. Can you prove that you've delivered outcomes? And there are lots of good ways to do that. You don't have to fret about not being able to use testimonial because there are way other ways to do, there are better ways to do it. In fact, more believable ways than testimonial, to be honest. Number six is what differentiates you? In the case that I described where this tattoo artist who isn't very good or or is good at doing something else, which is not what the customer wanted, maybe they should have, you know, been a, tat- a kid's tattoo artist, uh, which count, sounds kind of lame, but uh, or maybe they should have been doing murals or illustrating children's books uh, because of the nature of the of the um, their rendition of the Griffin. <laughs> that this person was uh, hoping that they were going to get tattooed on their back. Of course it was on their back. So they couldn't see what was happening. I probably should have described that sooner, but what differentiates you as an advisor is, uh, can happen on so many different levels. And if you want to go to topadvisorm.com and the top right, click on advisor, you then click on branding. There's a, a one sheet in there called 30 ways to be different. And there's, I've listed there 30 different ways that you can create a or differentiate your brand if you're stuck for ideas. You know, some of the most obvious ones are differentiate on service, price, outcomes, networks, or, or your network. Those things are, in my opinion, more difficult to differentiate yourself on, but they are opportunities. But unequivocally, the best way to differentiate your business is niche specialty. If you have a specialty, which is I'm really good at this, helping these types of people and that's in it's specific enough because lots of people think you know helping women is a niche specialty and it's not but if you have a niche specialty specific outcomes with specific people solving specific challenges and taking specific pathways to those challenges that is the best way to differentiate yourself and it and over the 20 years 20 years plus i've been doing financial marketing I've rarely met an advisor who wanted to specialize. They want the upside of the specialization, but they don't want the risk of, hey, well, what if I get somebody who's not in my specialization, but they've got $2 million and I'd really like to help them because I like the money. Or I don't want to, you know, I have lots of business owners and I don't just want to, I just don't want to work with, you know, manufacturing business owners because sometimes I have, you know, somebody else who comes in. The truth is, is that you, when you decide you're going to help a certain group of people, a specific group of people. You can get so dialed into how you deliver value to them, how you market to them, what your mark, what your message is, uh, the the value that you share as far as your your ideas, um, your wisdom, all that. It's uh, it's very difficult for other people to compete with you, and you'll the attraction that you'll have with that audience will be will be 10 20 30 whatever times more than you would get if you're presenting yourselves as i do as a generalist so it's a has a huge impact 
And it really is the way to go if you want to overcome uh, some of the things that we've been talking about today. All right. So let's walk them through exactly what they can do besides download the 30 ways to, uh, to be different in our advisory library. What, what should they do right now? So, so they're, they're about to pull into their office. They've been listening to this podcast when they sit down at their desk, what can they do? So I'm going to keep this real simple, Write If you can talk, if you can, so that could be a podcast video, share what you're writing and talking about with, with your audience and be as clear about that audience as you possibly can articulate why you're different and better and how you fit this audience and articulate most importantly, why they should care about anything that you do. If you can't help them figure out or see what's in front of them and why they need to solve it, then the rest of the marketing about how good you are or how specific you are, isn't going to make it mean a whole lot. Right? So you got to figure that out as far as articulation is really critical. You need to document how you work with people. You need to document uh, how you would articulate stuff too. So document stuff, share it with the world, share your process with the world, make sure they understand how you're actually going to help them. And then again, specialize, find that group of unique group of people that you have an, uh, uh, an affinity to serving, you get them, you understand them. You've either, you know, you, you've lived there in their shoes at some point in your career or life or know a lot of people have figure out who to specialize with and, and, um, and stop, uh, holding back on that, like go for it. And next one is serve those people incredibly well, absolutely kill it with the niche audience, the specialty that you decide to work with. The more that you know and can deliver, more value can deliver to that smaller group of people, the more difficult it is for them to ever say yes to anybody else but you. And when you get there, your business takes a whole new pathway to success. And those are those are all the different ways that you can start becoming um, an influencer, really, which is going to change how you uh, how you attract and deliver your services to awesome. people. Awesome. All right, man. Well, that was freaking awesome. Uh, I can't wait for everybody to click on the uh, the article and see the picture of that terrible, terrible tattoo, uh, because it really is a, a perfect example of why cheaper is not better. So, Kirk, man, thank you so much for your thought leadership, man. Thanks for guiding me along. Remember, if you're an influencer, what ends up happening is your prospects your advocates, your COIs experience you, who you are, what you do, why you do it, and what makes you unique and different before they ever pick up the phone. You know, one of the statistics that we talk about a lot on this podcast is it takes 10 times for somebody to see a promotion before they will consider clicking on it. You have to be ever present and omnipresent with your message, with your niche, with your difference. And if you are that person, then when people come in, they're going to say, oh my gosh, well, I feel like I know you already. And that's the best way to close business. That's the best way to build relationships. And that's the best way to really truly test your ability to be an influencer. If you have prospects coming in who aren't immediately comfortable with who you are, what you do and why you do it, and partially knowledgeable in those things, then you are not an influencer. And if you want to know more about how to do that, then please just give us a call at Top Advisor Marketing. As I say on the end of every podcast, if you have any feedback or ideas, all you have to do is email me 
at Matt at Top Advisor M. Or if you want to know more about how we can help you truly become an influencer, that is the best email to uh, go ahead and email to Matt at Top Advisor M. Also, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, click that subscribe now button below and share this with somebody you know. I guarantee you that somebody through some part of this, you said, oh my gosh, that's just like Jane. And you should share this with Jane. Super easy. Just click that share button. And if you wouldn't mind, take just a minute to give us a quick review on iTunes. So for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.